1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Talking City podcast for the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Fay and I am delighted to be joined by Stuart Brennan. Hello there and by Liam Corliss. Hello. A rare appearance for you today, Liam, uh, off the reserves bench and into the first team. I know. He's, He's a Phil Foden at the desk. He's the young prospect. Phil Foden <laughs> in glasses. <laughs> as long as you've committed your long-term future to the podcast, Liam, that's all
2: that matters to me. Oh, of course, of course. I don't, I don't expect I'll be a regular on this one, but you know <laughs> we'll see. Well,
1: the fans, if, if you're a big fan of Liam's dulcet tones, then please get in touch. Let us know. Always get in, t- in contact with the podcast, in fact. You can contact any of us on social media and get involved, send your questions. Questions in, But the first question for today is going to be throwing us all the way back to Monday night. Can you remember that far back, Stu? City won 3-0 against Wolves. You were there.
0: Yep, I'm glad you reminded me of the score because I'm struggling otherwise. <laughs> you know what it's like at my age.
1: But yeah, it was yeah, a game I that... Was a,
0: it was, yeah, we were talking about it. it. was kind of a just another standard city. I had one of those for a while where yeah. they just turn up, win the game, don't really hit top gear... So perhaps get a little bit of rest during the game, which is was a feature of what they did last season, um, and just win the game without with a minimum of fuss. Really, you know, um, the result was wasn't really in doubt. They scored early after ten minutes. Uh, Wolves had willy Bolly sent off after twenty minutes, and you kind of thought at oh, that moment, this that's it, you know, and everyone can just sort of cruise through the rest of the game. Um, pick up the three points and move on. Um, and they perhaps needed that at this stage. You know, it was there was no fuss, there was no drama. Um, it's always a concern when Liverpool have played first and they've opened up that 7 point gap. Um, but it, there was just no there didn't seem to be any pressure, there was no problem. They just got the game won. Narrowed the gap again to four points and move on to the next time and see what Liverpool do.
1: Yeah, and Liam, I guess it's only a week. Uh, for Wolves after they knocked Liverpool out of the FA Cup so it was maybe a potential banana skin for City playing Wolves at home but maybe it is credit to their sort of champion the fact they are Premier League champions that they made it look so easy because we've seen Wolves get some really good results away from home this season
2: yeah Wolves have done really well in uh, the first season back in the Prem I think they've only lost to Liverpool um, in the league out of the the top six they drew at United I uh, can't remember what the results <laughs> the were beat against Spurs, the other four, yeah, Chelsea they beat Tottenham. as well. Chelsea yeah. as well. Yeah. Beat Chelsea, yeah, 2-1. Uh, that was back in December, I think. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, like you say, a potential banana skin, but City manoeuvred it um, really well. 3-0 win, which quite routine, like like Stu says. It was kind of like one of the fixtures from last season when City just steamrolled, steamrolled the teams like and, and got an easy win. So... Um, and to see Gabriel Jesus get back on the score sheet again, two goals, that's seven in his last three. Uh, it was a job well done for City.
1: Yeah, ridiculous stats that say in your last three. I know we spoke about, maybe two weeks ago, I think was well, still, wasn't there, almost a concern about Gabriel Jesus and how he fit into this sign. I know we defended him saying he's only young, he's still in the Brazil national team and he's been hampered by injuries, but he is looking sharp again. It's not just the goals maybe, but his overall performance is, is encouraging for City fans.
0: Yeah, the two things go hand in hand. I mean, I, I spoke to him after the... Uh, the Burton game, he was in the tunnel, clinging onto the, the match ball. And he had a huge grin on his face, and that that was a very different Gabriel Jesus. You can tell it has been affecting him his form. You know, he didn't look that happy after Burton, even though he scored. He knew that he'd missed three three great chances, and in fact, he, he, he when I when I interviewed him, he talked about that the fact that he missed those three. Um, and he said it's important for him to get goals, and the fact that he scored those four against Burton—I mean, it is only against Burton—but that doesn't matter to a striker. Strikers just love scoring goals, whether it's in training or wherever. Uh, and you go out and get one, get one in the game. It's good if you get four in a the game. There's no excuse for you not getting your confidence back. And you could see it against Wolves. That he was—he was absolutely flying. Um, and it was—I've heard—I've heard fans doubt him, saying he's not this that good and his touch isn't that great and. And he, he does need to improve his touch. You know, sometimes his first touch isn't great. But that's the same for Aguero. Aguero's yeah. first touch isn't always great. Um, but the things he does off here, he's, he works so hard from the front. He puts defences under pressure. Um, he's brave. Um, and he's he's got... He's got tricks. He's got a lot more ability than people give him credit for. He's got a nice turn of pace, uh, deceptive turn of pace. He doesn't look that fast normally, but um, if he gets a sniffer goal, he'll uh, you know he, he can pull something out of the bag and uh, make himself a chance. Like Aguero, a very different player to Aguero, but he's like him in that respect, uh, fashioning chances out of nothing. And he showed he showed in the last three games getting on the end of chances. You know he's been in the right place. Even though he missed those three against mm-hmm. Rotherham, he's been in the right place. Uh, and and then in the next game he was in the right place and scored them. And then uh, then against Wolves, he, I mean, one of them was a penalty, but it was a really confident, well-taken penalty. And the other one was about being in exactly the right spot to, to turn in Leroy Sane's cross. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's looking good again. So now Pep's got a nice selection problem of Sergio Aguero or Gabriel Jesus or possibly in the near future, both playing both together again.
1: Yeah, I was going to go on to that later. I guess the, the injury to Mendy sort of affected the, the possibility to play the 3-5-2, which looked so devastating in the early spells of both last season and this season. But I guess Liam, on, just finally on Gabriel Jesus, it's, a as Stu said, a good selection problem for, for Pep to have. But there are two very sort of different strikers in Aguero. You've got the natural goal scorer, and maybe you get more of a sort of team link-up play
2: from Jesus. Yeah, I think Jesus' industry is slightly better than Aguero although Aguero has improved his work rate since Guardiola came in Uh, I think that was one of Guardiola's major doubts when he he came to City and he brought Jesus in in the January of his first season in charge and kind of immediately put him in the team ahead of Aguero Uh, Aguero obviously managed to work his way back in and he has been first choice for the last year or so but Jesus with his recent run of form I'm sure I'm sure when Guardiola picked his team for the for the FA Cup third round game and the um the League Cup semi-final I'm sure he wasn't picket, selecting Jesus with the idea of bringing him back into the Premier League side but when he scored one in the FA Cup game and he scored four there's no way he could have dropped him on Monday on Monday night against Wolves um and like Stu says yeah a selection dilemma and maybe we could see him both line up together at Huddersfield this weekend given given their poor form
1: yeah, and I guess a, another selection headache, which we're going to come on to, is strangely Kevin De Bruyne. He's he's been back in training now for a couple of weeks. He's made cameo roles off the bench. He's looked good when off the bench, but maybe a wider question, Stew, you wanted to maybe discuss is is Kevin De Bruyne an undroppable at City anymore?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think. I wrote I wrote that this week I said that he's no longer an undroppable player and I got a lot of stick from City fans and social media uh, saying oh he's, he's left on the bench because he's coming back from injury now I know all that that wasn't what I was saying I mean it, it, it seems to me that they're easing him back in in the past they've thrown because he's been such an important player they've thrown him back into the team yeah. and uh, he's got injured again shortly after that they've thrown him back in and played him for 90 minutes uh, which was a little mad from Guardiola if you ask me it's, you know they did it in the in the League Cup. His last injury, they, they threw him back in the team, and he played for ninety minutes. And he hadn't been back for long. Uh, now that wasn't related to the injury because it wasn't wasn't a muscle injury or anything. It was a, an impact injury. But um, you know the 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 fact is that they they no longer have to do that. Bernardo Silva has been so good this season. Uh, he was with Fernandinho. He's man of the match against Liverpool. Um, so Pep can trust him. He can put him in those big games. Uh, he can trust him to do the business when when, when Kevin De Bruyne isn't there. Um, so when... I, I mean, I wrote that he was... That De Bruyne is no longer undroppable. Um, I suppose... Um, it's an odd way of phrasing it, but yeah. I, 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 what I'm trying to say is that he's not indispensable anymore. They can't. I don't think they could have done without him last season. I, I'm, yeah, they would we'll have, have done well last season. I'm not sure they would have won the title last season without De Bruyne. He was that good. Um, but Bernardo is so good now that they've got four players for for those three positions. I mean, that, that's a bit unfair on Gundarwin maybe, <laughs> and even Phil Foden. But I think that those four are the when it when it comes to big games, it would be. Three from those four, whereas last season it was three from those three. You knew that the three were De Bruyne, Fernandinho, and, and David Silva. Now Bernardo Silva's added to that, and they, they can live without De Bruyne. I think they will rotate more. They rotate, and De Bruyne will be included in that. He was hardly rotated last season. He just played yeah. and played and played and played, and that tells you what Pep how, how important Pep thought he was still thinks he's that important but now he's got another important player as well to, to throw into that mix but it's three from four
1: yeah I guess Liam in the long run especially maybe in the Champions League that's something that can really help City because it does mean that maybe you will get maybe one game a week week and afford to rest either David Silva or Kevin De Bruyne
2: yeah when City are fighting on all fronts like they are you know you, you need that ability to rotate and like Stu said again um, last season it was three from three it was always Fernandinho always David Silva always oh, Kevin De Bruyne so going forward when getting into the latter stage of the Champions League the games are coming thick and fast it's going to be two games a week most, most weeks if City go far in every competition so Guardiola will be will be delighted to have that competition that Bernardo Silva's provided this season but I think personally that Kevin De Bruyne remains well, I think everyone knows that he's one of the best players in the Premier League and, and when he's fully fit I still think that he will be the starter uh, one of the three starters in City's biggest games
1: yeah incidentally today he was voted the second best belgian footballer playing outside of belgium behind eden hazard for 2018 which i guess like caused some debate amongst fans because i guess if we cut the whole calendar year maybe he did achieve more but as as you said he's not really featured in the last couple of months for city uh one person who has though edison i know you uh got you wrote a good piece about um pep Guardiola's reaction to him um, the latest maybe edison incident um as a reminder for the people listening, he, he sort of ran out to the halfway line almost, played one-twos with Fernandinho and Gundogan and yeah. Guardiola's response after the game was just no, 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 no.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was classic classic Guardiola because the TV cameras instantly panned on his face <laughs> when Edison was doing it and he was standing there with, with a face like Mr. Freeze, you know, he was <laughs> completely icy and he had his arms folded, his whole body language was saying, I do not approve of this at all. Uh, the BBC caught him in that mood after the game and asked him about it and as you say he just said no several (laughs) times which pretty much laid it out. By the time he got to the press conference he'd obviously thought it through and he'd reverted to the old Pep Guardiola mantra which is I'll defend, your play- I'll defend the players all the time in the press conference but in the dressing room I'm going to tell you the truth in the press conference he said yeah we all love Edison we love him the way he is and so on but you get the feeling that Edison will have been told in no uncertain terms that he doesn't like that he doesn't now what that is, I don't know. The fans loved it. Yeah, we've, we've seen some of it in the last
1: few it. weeks, haven't we? Um, thinking back to other big games where he's done sort of little Cruyff turns in the six-yard box and stuff. So it's not something that's new for medicine at all, is it? But
0: no, it's not. And you do you know for a fact that he's going to come unstuck sooner or <laughs> later because every player gets it wrong at yeah. some point. You know, the best players in the world make a mistake at some point. He's going to he's going to try something and it's going to go wrong and. Everyone will criticise him for it, including Pat, probably. Um, but you just get the feeling with Pat that it's it's almost an OCD thing with him I'm not saying he is OCD but he's like, he—he's he, produced this thing of great beauty this football team that plays in that way they have the roles they all, they all know what they've got to do and they all know the, the limits you know where, where they're supposed to be playing and what they're supposed to do in a certain situation that does not include the goalkeeper running out <laughs> chesting the ball past one player <laughs> then winning a tackle with another player and then playing 2-1-2s two, with, with the midfielders <laughs> That that is not in part of Pep's plan you know but the fans love it, and it is great. It's absolutely, you know, it really lifts lifts the mood. But for Guardiola, he's great It's a bit like you know somebody on Bake Off creating this beautiful cake, and then uh, somebody <laughs> somebody adding something to it on the top. You know, it's like what are you doing? You know, what are you doing to my beautiful creation? Just leave it alone. Um, and and it, it, it's good fun. It's good. I mean, uh, they were like naughty schoolboys, yeah. players, you know, <laughs> just uh, cocking a snook at the manager a little bit and uh, getting into trouble. But I mean. Put a book down the the back of the trousers yeah. before they got the painting, <laughs> but it was yeah, you know, it was. Uh, I, I loved it. I think we, we were all laughing away in the press box. The fans were cheering. Pep was a perhaps, but I'm not sure Wolves will have enjoyed it too no. because. It could be seen as disrespect. It wasn't. He wasn't that wasn't the intention. That was just Edison being Edison and, and the players indulging him. But it could be seen as disrespect. Uh, nobody said that and Wills didn't you know Wills didn't say anything about it after the game, so um no offence taken on their part, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. To
1: say. Yeah, I guess, Liam, I guess maybe from a City fan's point of view, you do worry that that could happen in a Champions League semi-final, something, the time when he actually does come unstuck. But I guess this exuberance is what makes Edison, Edison. Uh, do you think it is something that Guardiola should try and eke out
2: of him or do you think he should just let him do what he wants to do? Um, I don't think it's something that he would be able to take out of his game. I mean, it's clearly part of his makeup as a player. Um, and he did it at a stage when City were winning the game comfortably. I don't think... Say if it was a Manchester derby, or if it was a like you say a Champions League semi final, uh, that was that's kind of in the balance. I don't think he would he would come out that far and, and maybe be so casual with the ball. Um, uh, to be honest, Edison's been fantastic since he came in. Uh, it was, bit, was it 18 months ago that they signed him, and I don't think Guardiola can have too many complaints. I mean, obviously he's he's frustrated that that he's done that the other night, but um, yeah, like I say, I don't think you're gonna you're gonna take that away from him
1: yeah another player who could be signing Steve this is one for you let's get the pronunciation right on this there were stories in the last few days saying that ante palaversa i think is pala, pala- uh, Palaversa. Shall we well, say, uh, the Croatian had- isn't great. No, I'd <laughs> say That's what we're. Yeah, calling, if there's yeah. any Croats listening, please do correct yeah, us on this. Absolutely. And, yeah. But let us know. But yeah, there was sources saying that a, a seven million pound deal had been struck for the Hadjuk split midfielder, but you revealed today that there has not been any terms agreed. Yeah.
0: No, I don't think a deal. A deal has been struck. Um, from what I'm hearing, it's close, but you know it's not actually been done as yet um, again I'll, I'll probably get getting sick on social media as we speak because um, the source who who came up with a story and said the deal had been done is he, one that's sort of widely renowned uh, for supposedly getting stories right but the fact is that I was saying this about the Jorginho deal last summer when everyone said the Jorginho deal was done mm. it, was, it was all you know it had it, been signed off and everything I was Urging caution and saying it hasn't it hasn't been done, it hasn't been signed until it's done, it's not done. And I was get I got absolute pelters on social media. That's How not would like you, used, know? you? I, I know? I know, I yeah, I love it. <laughs> um I was getting a lot of stick. How would you know? You know, everyone else I said, Well I don't care what everyone else is saying. <laughs> I'm telling you what I know. And as it turned out, Jorginho didn't sign. And I could have gone back on social media and said uh, I told you so, but I'm You're not that like, sort of person. <laughs> no. So I'm doing it now instead. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, don't get me wrong, from what I hear, the deal could be done in the next next day or two, the next week next week or so, um, but it hasn't been done yet, um, and I don't think it's one to get too excited about. He's, he's
1: not one for the first team, is No, he?
0: he's not a first team, it's, it's £7 million, that made my ears prick up at first, because you think £7 million is not a drop in the ocean, It's it's a fair bit of money. Um, and the lad is the Croatian under-19 captain. Uh, he's been playing in the first team at High Duck Split. He's been impressing everybody. Um, people have likened him to Tony Kroos, which, you know, he's <laughs> got a higher commendation than that. But uh, if he does sign, which it looks like he will do, he's likely to stay at High Duck Split until the end of the season. Um, he may even stay there for another season. They may just let him stay at Hajduk Split Um I suppose it count as a loan, um, yeah. but I don't think that decision has been taken as yet. Obviously, they, they can't tell the decision because it's not actually signed. But um, he will probably stay either split till the end of the season, and in the meantime, they will decide whether he stays with City in the summer or whether he goes to one of their sister clubs, or to split or wherever. You know, I don't think that decision has been taken. But one thing's for sure. He's not going to be a first teamer unless, of course, he turns up for pre-season training this summer and looks like absolute dynamite. And,
1: and it does look like Tony Cruz. But yeah, yeah, what yeah. Say.
0: yeah. If you've got Tony Cruz, he will be. He will be there. But. It's interesting that he's in the same position as as Fernandinho, who's yeah. thirty three now, and it's it's one thing they do need more than anyone else. Anything else in that team is another defensive midfielder and he is one. So perhaps that accounts why they're spending eight million pounds on an eighteen year old or seven million pounds on an eighteen year old. Um who's not gonna be in the first team just yet.
1: Yeah, but as as we said as we record this on Thursday. Afternoon, there is no deal in place. But, uh, Liam, we come to you for the next bit of a uh, movie transfer news for City. I can see you got your phone there in your hand just to make sure you get your facts right. Um, <laughs> Ko Itakura, um, the Japanese player from absolutely, and that was good for I'm trying to Kawashima Rayol, was he from or something off the nah, top of my head? I thought that was a motor. My J League knowledge is not what it used to be, but uh, yeah, he's signed for City and been loaned out to Groningen, has he? Yeah, he's gone to Dutch club Groning, Groning, Groningen <laughs> Oh, this is not Pronunciations all over the place I mean, I'd call it Groningen But Groningen. I think it is Groningen
2: Groningen yeah, I reckon Stu's right there yeah, He's gone there for 18 months uh, Again, I don't think this is a sign in that City fans um, Have got too much to get excited about Do you think it's
1: similar to maybe Philip Sandler When he joined from Peck's i not sure Because well. I think
2: Sandler's been given a chance this season, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah He has He has played Whereas, obviously, it's a core it has gone straight out on loan and he, he, he's not mega young either he's, he, he's, he's 21 he turns 22 this month which is
1: you can tell not. you're getting old Liam when you say 21's not mega but like for him to, for him yeah. to be
2: sent out and then when he comes back he's going to be 23, be 23. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's a signing that that will maybe develop into to a player that that features regularly for City's first team, uh, he's a centre back naturally. He can play holding midfield, but uh, did a bit of research into into his former club's um, results when he played in holding midfield, and he ne- and they never won a game while he played there. So, and he was sent off in one of them. So, um, I don't think there's, he's, there's too much to get excited about. Um, we shall but, see. Yeah, it's maybe it's maybe more of a city football group signing. Than yeah, a, that's
0: Manchester. that's exactly what I was going to say. These days, because of the city football group, there are a lot of these players who, who Manchester City sign, who will probably never get anywhere, and they probably won't even come to Manchester. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But City sign them, and then. If they do progress well, if they're out on loan or they're at one of the sister clubs and they, they, they do progress well, they've got the chance of, of coming to city. I mean, Jack Harrison we've seen yeah, uh, did well at State. New York. He's at Leeds on loan now, but he, he was sort of brought back because he was, he was doing well. So there is always a chance. If you impress, you've got a chance of, of being given a chance at Manchester City. <laughs> but the City Football Group, the way it is, there are a lot of players being brought in, like Aaron Moy is a classic example. Yeah, where you can you can progress them and then make a decision. Uh, the decision in this this case being to sell him to Uddersfield, where he looked great on loan. It was clear he wasn't quite good enough for City, but he was good enough for for a club like Uddersfield, and they make eight million pounds on the signing. So. It makes financial sense. It makes football sense. Uh, the way the way City are operating within within City Football Group, they're not breaking any rules, um, and it, it's quite innovative, really, the fact that they, they do that, um, and, and they sort of giving us giving themselves a wider net of players because uh, you never know a young players. You know, it's like like this eighteen year old from Hydro Split, and, and this young Japanese lad. You, you never know how they're going to progress you know two years from now they could be back playing semi-professional football or they could be world beaters so you're sort of giving yourself a chance for these players
1: yeah I guess final little point on that is uh, congratulations to Douglas Luiz and Alex Garcia who helped Girona to the Copa del Rey quarter-finals for the first time ever last night they both played against Atletico Madrid knocked them out which I guess is good progress especially because Pep did want Douglas Luiz at the club this season but didn't get the work permit but it's good to see that he's, he's playing well abroad
0: yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, these these lads are getting good playing experience in one of Europe's top leagues. You know, they're coming up against Messi and yeah. and uh, and Real Madrid players uh, almost on a weekly basis. It's, it's a great grounding for them, and to see them start nailing down a first team place. Uh, and both can play in that, that kind of position that they're looking at. So you never know. I mean they sort of it's a little bit of out of sight, out of mind. Alice Garcia came in for City and played a game in the Carabao Cup and he looked alright. He scored a goal down at, at Swansea, wasn't it, when they won in the League Cup. Um and the same with Douglas Louise, he looked alright on the on the, the tour. He wasn't you know he wasn't tearing up any trees but you could see that there was something there yeah. with him. You know, you could see why I think Tite was raving about him a couple of years ago as a, as a future Brazil player um, and now you see them they're, they're playing the playing for, for Girona, um, getting a good result at Atletico Madrid uh, you're just looking for them to progress and then, then maybe challenge come back to City and, and show Pep how, they, how they've matured and get a chance for the first team but it's so hard it's so hard getting in that first team at City as, as we know mm-hmm. um, you've got to be absolutely top class Um and if you fall just one notch below that, you're not going to make it.
1: Yeah, of course, and it's going to be difficult to see. He was in the first team this weekend. with City travelled to. We get pronunciation on this one right. Huddersfield Town away from home. No, it's Huddersfield. Huddersfield Town yeah. away in the Premier League. It's a tricky Credosfield, as uh, Jason Cundy calls them. <laughs> well, that's a good thing to know. I'll, I'll put that on my scrapbook. <laughs> but yeah, it was, a, it was a tricky test last season. Huddersfield away for, for City. It took that like, deflected effort from Sterling late on to rescue the win. Um, it was during that like, immense winning run as well for City. It looked like it was in jeopardy when they went behind for an own goal in the first half. But even though Huddersfield have departed of David Wagner this this week, it's going to be a tricky test and it can't just be a pushover, even though City are, are maybe superior on
2: paper. Well, any game in the Premier League, as we know, as the cliche goes, is any game in the Premier League is a difficult one, and especially in an a away game. I don't think Huddersfield are quite the force they were last season. Not saying they were a major force, but he got really good. Well, they beat United at at home, and they got that draw
1: Still City as well season. on the on the final day that was just admirable. I think it was nil can nil, wasn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. The the after the title was
2: yeah, yeah. But Huddersfield, you know, they're not the force they were last season. Uh, I think City will have an easier ride than it did last time around. But um, I don't know. It's difficult to predict yeah. with a managerial change. You know, there could be there could be a quick boost in performance from from Huddersfield's players, but. You know it's difficult to see uh, Huddersfield getting anything from the game I think
1: yes Joe I guess if you want to be respectful you can say it's gonna be a tight affair but it could easily be five or six nil City on on the contrary if they turned up this weekend
0: you've already put six past them this season um that game last season though I mean people thought that then you know yeah. I, th- I think Huddersfield started quite well in this season yeah they And they beat United didn't they and yeah and it, it, it sort of got a little bit of a reputation as a tough place to go um and then was it Chelsea went there and won, or Arsenal went there and won four 0 One of them did. <laughs> um, and when when city when city went there, I mean, I I went across for the game, and uh, you're going up the M62 and there's snow on the hills. <laughs> And you get out of the car and it's absolutely freezing wind biting straight through your coat and into your bones, and there's a hostile crowd there. And they were up for it because they thought they had a chance of, of turning City over, and it did have a proper feel of a we're up against it kind of thing here. And it, and winning there two one was was a, a good result, you know. I know it was it was a, it was a bit of a scrappy goal that bounced off Sterling's shin and looped over the keeper, um, but City. Could and probably should have had it wrapped up before, long before that. They should have had a penalty uh, that wasn't given. Uh, they had lots of chances. Um, Uddersfield sort of managed to mug one in from a from a corner. Um, so, it, it, you know, it was, it was a bit of a messy kind of game. It wasn't City at the fluent best. Um, and the weather forecast for this weekend is similar, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. We're talking about the beast from the east too. Um, and if it, if it's like that, it will feel quite unwelcoming again, I think, going up. You know, it's sort of nestled in among the hills and that wind sort of howls in. It's got open ends to <laughs> the stadium, so you you really feel it. Yeah. Um, but we'll—I mean, we'll see. Like you say, you'd expect, expect City to go there and win, uh, and win comfortably, but it doesn't always work out
1: that way in the Premier League does it do you have your thermals ready for the weekend Stu or are you just going to
0: brave it no thermals for
1: me just, just fat and hair <laughs> good old fashioned <laughs> that's what we need I mean, in terms of team news maybe uh, Liam we've mentioned it before De Bruyne has been sort of he's back still he maybe isn't even in the the strongest 11 at the moment and you've got Gabriel Jesus in fantastic form at front would you expect both of them to, to feature
2: or I think Gabriel Jesus will definitely start I mean you can't really drop a player that scored 7-3 in three. Uh I think De Bruyne might come off the bench again. Not sure if he's quite up to scratch and to, or up to speed with his fitness yet, um, especially uh, say if, the, if we're expecting that hostile environment <laughs> that Stu's just described. Um, but it, it'll be it'll be four from three uh, in the midfield, like Stu said earlier on.
1: Yeah, are you looking forward to it this, Stu? Oh, we going to get yeah, the violence out.
0: Forward, I always look forward to the games. Um, it's better than coming in the office with you lot. But that's for sure. <laughs> um, no disrespect. obviously. <laughs> it's okay.
1: None, none taken. We'll edit that bit out anyway, so it's fine.
0: Um, but I do. Th- I, I think Aguero will come back for this one. I don't think yeah. it, they'll leave him out because he's not not really done anything wrong. With Aguero, you know, he scored that win against Liverpool, uh, and then he had a rest against Rotherham. He had the flu against Burton. I think he might. You might have the flu next Burton. week
1: as well, by th- by the sounds of it, after this weekend.
0: Well, yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Um, yeah, so I, I think I think Aguero will will step back in. I think it's you know Jesus had three games on the bounce. Uh, I think it's perhaps Aguero's turn if you like. Um, and De Bruyne, I think De Bruyne will start as well. Uh, it's just because he'll be champion at the bit I know what he's like he'll just he'll be absolutely desperate to play. he'll be nagging the manager Uh, there there was a there was a sort of there was a a bit of talk that maybe he'd been left on the bench against Wolves because he wasn't happy about being taken off against Burton Um, now that's possible but these things tend not to last very long with De Bruyne you know and he, he gets angry for all the right reasons you know, he gets yeah, I was going to it's
1: encouraging to see that sort of anger and that hunger to play even yeah. in these so-called lesser games that's what's so encouraging about De Bruyne I think it is that raw enthusiasm as if he's playing in Sunday League again he's like he just wants to be playing football
0: yeah that, that's been the problem in the past that he, he just wants to play all the time he doesn't want to come off you know when he got injured last time he didn't want to come off uh, I'm not saying that's why Pep left him on um <laughs> But he, he he just wants to do everything. He wants to he wants to play for ninety minutes. Uh, he wants to take all the free kicks and corners. He wants to score all the goals, make all the assists. He, that's just just what he is, and that, you know it's one of the things that makes him such a great player. I um, he, he'll be absolutely desperate. He'll have been. He'll, the thing is, he'll have got the right response. Not not playing against Wolves will have cut him to the quick. And you can bet your life, uh, if you see any training video, you can bet your life that De Bruyne will have been putting it in in training. He'll, he'll have got the right response from him. He's not one who will have gone off and moped and sulked and, and moaned about it. Well, he will have moaned about it because he, he does like it. But in a positive manner. But in a good way. Yeah. Um, and, and he'll be moaning at himself as much as he, he might moan about the manager leaving him out. Um, but I think you'll get a response from him. I think he'll start and I suspect he'll have a have a a great I mean it's funny we don't actually know what the injury was (laughs) no because whenever you ask Guardiola he won't tell you his staff are are told not to tell anyone details like this I I mean I'm not I can't back this up but there is a, a chat that you can get the sack for doing it if you sort of give details like that out and Pep finds out it was you you can get the push for doing it because he wants to keep control of all team team news related stuff. So you can't, you can't go, he always says go and ask the doctor, but we can't ask the doctor because the doctor will get sacked if he tells you, you know. So, Sounds
1: like we need to hire a spy, doesn't it? But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know, what, Benny? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so he, we don't know what the injury was, um, but there was some talk that he's all right to come back but he won't be 100% fit for another month or so no. which I've never heard of that
1: never before. heard of an injury which you, you can play but not fully for yeah. a month it's, it's bizarre yeah. you're a fit or you're not
0: fit surely absolutely so uh, we've been desperately waiting for him in the mix zone and because uh, for those who don't know the mix zone is, is where we get to stand for hours on end waiting for players who most of the time don't want <laughs> to speak to but Kevin is really good and he usually stops for a chat when, when he comes through the mix zone so we thought oh great we'll be able to ask him about it Last two games, he's he's found another way out of the stadium. <laughs> he sneaked out a back door, and you think that just adds to the injury. Yeah, I think why mistreated. doesn't he want to talk? Is it because he's not he's been on the bench? Is it because he don't want to talk about this injury? What's going on? But so I'm going to try again. I'll just feel and we'll try and nail him down and find out exactly why. Uh, what's been going on with him um, and how he feels about it all. Uh, and hopefully that'll be a, a big piece for us for next week But uh, keep your eyes peeled I, I think that he'll be back in the team on Sunday and I think we'll just feel beware because I think he'll be right in the mood for it
2: Yeah,
1: it sounds like you're both backing wins as well. Uh, We will be back next week, though, to review what happens at the John Smith Stadium this weekend. Thank you very much for joining us both. Thank you, Stu, for your insight on Kevin De Bruyne. And thank you for all your Japanese defender updates, Liam Callas. They've been greatly appreciated by all the Talking City (laughs) podcast devotees. Um, Please make sure to leave a review if you haven't already. And please subscribe on your relevant podcast platform. We'll be back again next week.